Uh, Jeff is typing away, and I haven't. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just going to get started though, because Jared's bursting at the seams. <laughs> yeah, that's the best time. Strike while the <laughs> iron is hot. Yep. Exactly. Before this coffee right. wears off, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can sign on our Patreon page and... That will allow you to chat with us directly while we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m., sometimes a little earlier, usually later, but right around 9. Um, or if you can't do that, post something on our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week, we'll be talking about the DNC, Trump, COVID-19, just like usual. Hmm. Well, except for the DNC stuff. The greatest hits <laughs> exactly. of 2020. <laughs> Of the year of our COVID. But first, uh, I need to do a follow-up on neck gaiters. There's another article, actually a couple, posted on Slate that kind of counters what we talked about last time. Uh, the, The article was on the Washington Post that I cited previously. Right. That talked about neck gaiters being uh, problematic. Yes. Yeah, that may not be true. Turns out the study that was done was fairly limited and, uh... It, it might be true. It may not be true. Their study was just, it was a small study. It wasn't like they tested hundreds of, you know, what makes the best mask. They basically did a, a, uh, How about you know, this one? a one-off of, hmm. of testing particulates in the air. Eh, you, net gators is maybe better than nothing. You, you don't know. You mean, you're saying not all gators are, are made the same? So if you've got, you know, double ply and a tight weave, it'll work? Well, even even the original article said that, but most common gators, neck gators, are uh, made thin material, stretchy, so didn't didn't work as well. But in any case, there's consternation about it. So don't just yell at people if they're wearing them. <laughs> yeah, Mark Greenan Grennan. I don't know how you pronounce that name. Uh, who was banned from selling his bleach-based? Miracle Mineral Solution. <laughs> if you remember this guy, he's the one who said, hey, I actually contacted the White House and told him about my bleach solution, and that's why President Trump was talking about drinking bleach. Uh, this sounds very oh my similar God. to the my pillow thing I linked to you guys, but go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is somewhat. Um, so the uh, apparently he has been arrested. He and his son have been arrested in Colombia. And they face extradition back to the United States because of uh, the laws that he violated. And apparently there were seven, I think, seven people who died, wow. uh, supposedly by drinking his product. Here or, or in Colombia? In, uh, in Florida. Oh. Uh, so he is wanted, and apparently he's facing extradition from Colombia back to Florida. So, yeah. Dumbass. So he's going to be on the FDA soon, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. 100% yes. (laughs) He won't won't be on actually testing, but he'll be on some board that can, even if the scientists are like, this will absolutely kill you, 
There's, I, I imagine there's some board on the FDA, since I learn new things all the time about our government, that can override scientists and push drugs through. Sure. That, that is what we do now, so it's entirely possible. Yeah, I would not be surprised if that were true. Nope. Is someone looking up how the FDA works? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no, I'm no just matter how it works, yeah, they'll, they'll find a loophole. Is, yeah, someone who is against the FDA will be appointed as the director of the FDA. Oh, that's right. So there's probably just one single person who can make decisions, right? Like every other I'm institution sure. we yeah, have. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that is mm, – I've been – sorry. This week hmm. with all this other extra stuff with the, with the mail and so many fun things going on and the census – I just because Jared and I have explored this at great length. Yeah, our country has no fail safes in place. None. Not a goddamn one. This three equal branches of government shit that they teach you in elementary school is all lies. Mm-hmm. And we're just totally reliant on the. Well, we're, we're on the, the people we're on we the, elect aren't monsters. We're on the honor system. We are absolutely yeah. on the fucking honor system. <laughs> yep. Yes, we are. Well, the idea was that you the. the People would never elect a president that was so god awful and stupid, and obviously if, that failed. And if you did, the the Senate, regardless of what party it was, would put a check on that, and 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 expel them if necessary. Right. Once again, honor system. Yeah, honor <laughs> system. Well, you your ex, the expectation was that the people that we elect are honorable people, and they are not. I still cannot wrap my head around this. How somewhere they said. Yeah, the president should be able to hire and fire people who investigate him. Mm. <laughs> Inspector generals, yeah. Yeah. That seems like a great fucking idea. The founding fathers were fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> they were just a lot more trusting than current human beings. Well, they just – they I don't know that they were morons. They just completely underestimated the advanced stupidity of the American populace. Uh, stupidity of the populace and cruelty of uh, politicians underestimated both yeah they underestimated the evil of men yeah, yeah. i was gonna say i don't know that they, they definitely didn't underestimate the stupidity of the populace isn't that why they invented the electoral college well that is true well that and for racists right absolutely <laughs> absolutely we do want we do want our slaves to count but we don't want their votes to count we just want uh, anyway <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, the sadness. Yeah, this guy will get a job (laughs) somewhere in the government. He'll at least get pardoned. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, worst case scenario, he'll get completely pardoned. So moving on to the 2020 election. Um, The first thing that I have, I I thought this was interesting, article on the Religion News Service about Kamala Harris. She did several things that I did not know about that are in this article, so I'd suggest you, you take a look. One in particular I thought I'd mention was the Do No Harm Act. It was a measure introduced in 2017 and again in 2019. Uh, it was kind of against the, what is it called? The, the RFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, I think is what it is, which was passed in 93 to prevent government from substantially burdening a person's exercise of religion. And we know how bad the RFRA have has been mm. used. But the Do No Harm Act said that the RFRA should not be interpreted to authorize an exemption from general applicable law. So Harris was actually a co-sponsor of the Do No Harm Act, which again was to put limits on this Religious Freedom Act. Now, it never went anywhere, but I 
take it as a good thing that she co-sponsored this and, you know, had in mind, no, we we really got to put limits on this. Right. She, she's, I, not I a, she's not 100% pure. She's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, her mother was Hindu and her husband is Jewish. So it is not a stretch for her to, you know, come from this position at all. Not 100% pure needs to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I saw, I don't know where you're coming from, Jared, but I saw a whole bunch of negative stuff about Kamala Harris today, uh, mostly on Twitter. So where is the negative you were seeing coming from? Uh, people I actually know. <laughs> and yes, Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Hmm. Just, we're dead. We're dead. Hmm. We're dead. We're dead. We're eating ourselves from the inside what? again. From Democrats? Yes. Saying what? Saying what? Oh, I'm sorry. The negative shit you're seeing are from Republicans? Because the yeah, negative I'm, shit I'm, I'm hearing are from Democrats. <laughs> I mean, I'm expecting ne negative shit from Republicans. I mean, how um, Trump brought out bir birtherism again. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the, sh they, all the shit from the, from the Republicans is all over the place. They, but, she's, she's radical left, but she's also like a really strict cop, you know. So <laughs> what is it? She's not radical left. No. No. <laughs> we know this. Well, neither she's is not even left. Yeah, but that's no. the thing is they can't come up with a good narrative. Their narrative is that she's she's the most radical senator, which is hilarious yeah. to say. But and then they're right. also like, you know, she was like really mean to uh, parents who didn't send their kids to school, you know, because she had that truancy law thing that she was doing. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> no, well, it was it was like making them they had to pay fine. It was really fucked up, actually. And she, yeah, okay. and she actually said she regretted it. She's like, you know, if I had a chance to do it again, I wouldn't do it that way. Hmm. So most of what I saw was it was talk about the fact that there was one poll done yesterday and the the disparity between Biden and Trump was reduced after announcing Kamala. So they're saying, ah, she just doomed the party. Like nor everybody was saying, when you announce your VP, your numbers are supposed to go up. And they went down. So now Biden was still clearly ahead. I was going to say, his numbers because, can't go up that much higher. Right. No. If he was like 11 or 12 points ahead and he announced Kamala Harris and all of a sudden you're telling me he's like 15 or 16 points ahead, I'd be like, well, you're lying. Mm. And historically, all races start tightening up around this time. Sure. But don't, yeah. but don't worry. We will fumble the ball at the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, I have no doubt. <laughs> We are toast because for some reason we require a hundred percent purity. We have a hundred percent purity test, and Republicans will take any shitbag that comes through the door. Very Clearly. true. And this is why we're fucked. Like all week, and again, maybe it's because of my age. I amongst my millennial friends, I am now the boomer because I'm <laughs> because I don't have a problem with this Kamala Harris thing. Oh, I've no, I don't have a problem with her. I would not have picked her, but she's fine. I listen. Obviously, the whole the whole lineup is not exactly what I would have wanted. You know, right? I wanted a Byron, bite or a, a Warren Sanders ticket. That would have been my dream ticket. Sure, yeah. but the, but again, I just don't care. I it, no, it's fine. But everybody <laughs> else is like, this is the worst thing he's could have ever done. He's alienating white people. He's she's a cop. Blah blah blah. And we're just going to start slowly eating ourselves from the inside, and we're going to lose votes. I see it coming down the pike already. Hmm. Well, I really hope you're wrong. Why but... Why are there Republicans at the DNC like we were discussing on here before? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> well, that, 
I think that's a very good thing. That I think it's a, I think it's a good thing too. I know John yeah. Kasich is a piece of shit. <laughs> He's a total piece of shit. But yeah. if he can siphon some votes away from Republicans, bring him on in. I don't want to be in the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I right. won't be in the cabinet. I think there's a cl- a clear movement that the Democratic Party is doing to try to expand and get as many centrist Republicans as they possibly can, or not even centrist, but not far extreme stupid QAnon Republicans, and to get them to listen. And mm. getting, I mean, Colin Powell, I think, is a, a brilliant move. Getting Kasich in there is is solid. I mean, again, he's a You're shit like, bag. It's but a move. <laughs> it's it's another Kasich's one of those moves. <laughs> yeah, like um, I mean, I, I, I and again, you know, and Jeff just said he's like, well, why would you want a piece of your shit at your celebration? Because it, it because it's not just a party. There's the you know, there's a point to it. You're trying to pump things up, make things look good. And again, <laughs> if you could siphon away some Republicans, that's fine. I don't care if how- you can make the tent bigger. Yeah. By doing it. That's what they're doing. Remember, I am not in the, when they go low, we high camp. We go high camp. I am in, when they go low, we go fucking lower. I'm so fucking mad for playing by the rules. So, Mm. I look like a scumbag to most people. That uh, that I'm out of touch and, uh, you know, and, uh, you're too old, you know, and this and that. And I feel, this is the only analogy I could come up with. Is that I'm on a boat that's fucking sinking. There's holes all in the fucking hull, right? Mm. And I got half the boat going... This boat is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And I got the other we half. Need, we need more holes. Yes, what yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got the other half going, <laughs> we need a completely new fucking boat. And I'm the only one going, I think we should just try and patch the holes in this boat right now before we get to any of this other shit. Yeah. That is what let's, I feel like. Let's just get to shore. Then we'll fix the boat. <laughs> and Yeah. And I and like, I, I, you know, it's turned on and to me it's as, as saying like, you know, I'm just, I'm not progressive enough, you know. Like, I love the Lincoln Project ads. Love them. Yeah. All the people in the Lincoln Project are shitbags. Every single one of them. <laughs> because they're Republicans. I understand that. But I will play dirty. <laughs> if I have to. But this, I, ju- I, I feel like we're toast. Be- be- I, I, I will be perfectly happy going back to arguing with the guys in the Lincoln Project as the opposition. Because at least they're coming at it with a, a academic integrity, for lack of a better their worldview is rooted in an ideology that I don't believe in, but is defensible. It's not purely put money in my pocket until you don't have any more. Yeah. I mean, I just have a feeling that we're go- we're going to be going back to, I don't like either party, so I'm not voting. That's what I feel like we're headed to. Hmm. Hopefully we learned the lesson from four years ago. I'm just telling you. The, the And again, I'm talking to a very small cross-section of millennials and seeing some shit, but they are all not happy with Kamala Harris' pick. At all. Sure. They're going to be disillusioned for a little bit, and I think that's okay. I think they'll come around because they'll come back to understanding that if they don't pay attention and they don't vote for them, the alternative is so much worse, and we can continue to move to the left together, and that's fine. Now, Ian, I need some clarity. Um, Am I am I an asshole? No. No. Cause you're <laughs> not. Am, I, am I being crazy about this? <laughs> no, because you're not wrong. There is... A lot of lingering liberal idealism floating around that is not, I guess, I feel like they're not aware of how time sensitive the situation is because they're not wrong and I I do support them, but I feel like we've gone so far in the wrong direction. I don't think you could just hang 
at the speed we're going, you just can't hang a U-turn in the middle of the highway and start speeding down in the other direction. Mm. I mean, we could, because clearly that works, and there are no fail-safes to prevent that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I don't think that's the safest way to approach it. I think this... The safest way is to kind of pull off the road, you know, check the map, see where you're going, see if by November there's a place where you can safely turn around and make kind of a jug handle into the other lane and then maintain the speed limit going in the other direction. Because, yeah, uh, you know, of course I'm not excited about Joe Biden and I'm definitely even less excited about Kamala Harris. But I feel like, again, at least with the four of us and definitely with Jared, as we've discussed, if... The Democratic ticket were Tom Arnold with Bill Hall as his running mate. They would absolutely get my vote over Don, over Trump and Pence. Like there's right. there's, you know, we explored almost every possibility that would definitely get my vote over Trump. Like, uh, yeah, I feel, you know, like def- I feel like Hitler was the only one we stumbled on. Yeah, there was a stumble. <laughs> like, honestly, if, if, if the Democratic ticket were like. David Duke and the ghost of Idi Amin, I'd be a little hesitant, but I'd still think about voting for them Mm. because then I'd only have to travel in like one lane of horror. Like if I'm electing David Duke over Donald Trump, I know it's just it's a it's a purely racist agenda. I don't have to worry about seven or eight other things, you know, going haywire at once. And as far as David Duke goes, I mean, at least, you know, I think he was he was more of a patriot than Trump is. I mean, Trump is mm-hmm. at this point, I mean, we know yeah. he's so he's so dedicated to Putin and, and Russia that, you know, I mean he's he's locked in at this point. Yeah. He didn't even right. bring up that fucking thing about the hit that he put out on the soldiers when he had that conversation with him a couple weeks ago. Didn't even bring it up. Yeah. Nope. Couple comments, a uh, couple comments from Discord. People thinking, oh, so the GOP is a is at the Democratic convention, told you they were the same thing, and sits at home. I really don't think that that is, I mean, going to affect that many people. And if if it does, those people really aren't paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, Trump is really working to inspire his base. He really wants to just double down on the racism yeah. and, and everything. And I think the Democrats, the Democratic Party, saying – Hey, let's let's make the tent bigger. Let's try and get more people in here. Let's show that these that you can be a Republican and still think that Trump is awful. I think that that is a really solid move. Mm. And again, it's worth mentioning over and over it, again. It is. Joe Biden it, is wor- working on the most liberal platform ever for Democrats. Yes. It's not yeah. as liberal as we would like, but it's the most <laughs> so far. Is it really? Yeah. Is he suggesting something that I'm not aware of? Well, if you're thinking it's Medicare for all, it's not. But but yeah, it's, Kamala it's, Harris is mm. for Medicare for all. You know, she fought I'm, she fought the death penalty on a guy who killed a cop one time, not to give him the death penalty. And that did not score her any points. <laughs> mm. Again, I'm not saying she's the progressive god that we're looking for, but Part of the deal of keeping the tent large is also incorporating the far left into the tent as well. So a lot of those ideas and ideals are also going to make it onto the platform. They're also going to be part of the equation. So you can have all of it if you, I mean, this, yeah, clearly this, this um, convention is aimed squarely at the middle of the country. I mean, not left, right, not, not East Coast, West Coast, but, you know, the, the, the moderates of the country, which is a shit ton of them. This is clearly aimed at them but it i don't think 
it excludes the far left, and I think we'll come back around to that in a little bit. I mean, to make Bur- sure that I, we don't lose him. Well, I didn't listen to Bernie's speech. I did hear some the people talking about it saying that he basically said in his look. He's like, look, we didn't get everything we wanted, but we got a lot, you know, and mm. that stand that should mean something that Joe is at least willing to, you know, make some concessions, and he does see where the wind is blowing a lot and goes in that direction. Yeah, right. This whole idea of a pure, you know purity tests and you know cancel culture needs to be stomped out. <laughs> we cannot find a, a perfect candidate. We can find a good candidate who will surround himself with good people and will increase the size of the tent and include the people on the far left and include the moderate people and try to come to a consensus and a you know a common understanding of of what m- makes us move forward. I mean, it, we can't just do everything far left. It well, leaves part of the country behind. The part, uh, part of the problem with the idea of, well, the, the candidate has to be 100%, there is no 100%. There is right. zero chance of that happening because the, the, the far right has gone so far right that the left is now includes everything that used to be a centrist, everything that's in the left, all the way to communism. And you can't have all the people who have all these different thoughts as to what – they're not all going to be satisfied. Right. And if you if you have a group of people who are like, well, Kasich was at the convention, so I can't vote for, for that party anymore, they're not paying attention. Mm. Because if you don't vote for Biden, you are putting – you are helping to, to keep Trump in office. Right. I mean, again, I feel bad not having a dissenting voice on here to bounce it off of. You know, um, they had some other options as to who should have been the pick, but, you know – Yeah, but I- those options have dried up. Well, I mean, so, it was floated to me like Tammy Duckworth should have been the pick. And I'm like, no. I, I'm not exactly sure what Tammy Duckworth would have brought to the table. I don't have an issue uh, with her, but. She was popular veterans. for five minutes because she wouldn't something the military promotions. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? I mean. Well, she, she sacrificed for the country. She's well, a woman of color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not sure. professional experience. That's not. Right. Agreed. She, she checked she, a couple of boxes. That doesn't mean that she would be really qualified for the job. Agreed. I think Kamala Harris does check all the boxes. They're not ideal, but um, she's a highly competent woman of color um, who's a solid Democrat who is heading in mostly the right direction. It's not 100%, but I'm, I'm, I'm down with 85%. I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I I'm guess- I'm down with like 20%. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just point, feel like this is just not the time to be having this conversation. Right, right. I, that's all I feel like. Like I feel like I'm in the same camp as you. You don't believe I am because I'm okay with this. You know, you refuse right. to believe that I'm in you, that I'm on your side, but I am. But I'm just like this isn't the time. I'm just so desperate for something slightly better. Oh my god, mm. I love the Cuomos. I love them, and they're not <laughs> fucking perfect. But again, I and I said to my friends, I go, I wasn't raised without a dad, and I want Andrew Cuomo to be my dad. Yeah, he's done some <laughs> awful shit, but. Or not awful, yeah. but he's not the greatest, but I don't know. I watch him and I go, oh, God, I just need some fucking normalcy. Just, but yeah, you. Yeah. I'll take I you. Would, I would I would absolutely take so much less than what the Biden-Harris ticket is giving me, and I would be happy about it. Like, I would just be thrilled with run-of-the-mill villains. If the Democratic ticket were Paul Ryan and John Boehner, <laughs> 100% get my vote. Same here. <laughs> Biden with, with a, for them. Biden with a with a VP pick of Mitt Romney. I'm I, in. Oh my goodness! I would head up the local campaign for that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I wanted to uh, hit a few things that were said at the convention. Uh, Michelle Obama was on. She said that a president needs to have a devotion. And I, I, I'm like, ah. Oh. But then she continued, have a devotion to facts and history and then touted Biden's trust in science. I'm like, nope. She totally won me back. <laughs> I don't know why you started with the word devotion, but yes. <laughs> uh, Ber Bernie Sanders said, uh, referring to Trump, by rejecting science, he has put our lives and health in jeopardy. Uh, I think referencing – th this is willful. Like they made multiple hits on rejecting science and the fact that Biden accepts science. Like I think that was a definite theme that I heard at least. Now yeah, I was kind of looking for it, but I heard it quite a few times. I was, and I was a little shocked by it. I was like, whew, they didn't even like sprinkle some sugar on that. Like he's a devoted <laughs> Christian who will listen to scientists. They didn't even bring religion into it. No, yeah. they're just like, motherfucker loves scientists, man. <laughs> Being an atheist podcast, I think I have to, I have to, you know, really bring that up because. <laughs> There was not – I mean, there were some mentions of, of God and religion. Even Michelle Obama definitely did. And But, you know, if you're religious and you throw a little – you know, you pepper it in, that's fine. But it's not the keystone. The keystone of the, what there was being said was about facts and science. Right. Well, we've said before that um, you, know, you can be a good scientist. There are plenty of instances of good scientists, of good policy, of good people that that are religious people. But they don't let it interfere with their science and their policy and their politics. It's just another part of their humanness. That's fine. Well, either way, no problem they, with that. they did not hedge their bets. They're just like science nerds, baby. That's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Being cool. an atheist podcast, I can't not mention Kasich's one statement. <laughs> he said that, uh, I swear to you that if I came out and said I was an atheist, I would get less attention than if I was going to say some good things about a Democrat at a Democrat convention. <laughs> so he still had to get a slam on atheists, even, yeah. uh, even, mm. but that's fine. Although that does, but considering that atheists are like the most hated people, it was a pretty accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Hated by who? I mean, I, the middle and the left, I don't think, hate us. I mean, it's just the right, the far right, that hates us. Well, uh, different different Pew surveys we've seen said the people who are least trusted <laughs> atheists normally score the highest on that. Wow. Because they can't figure out what guides us morally. The same thing as everybody else. If you think <laughs> the Bible is your moral guide, try to fucking read it sometime. Yeah. Just not cherry pick verses. Read the book as a book. If you think well, you get your morality, all you have to do is read that book once all the way through. You will understand that's not where your morality comes from. The book promotes slavery. It promotes genocide. As long as your God says it's okay, whatever your God says is the morally correct thing. I'm sorry, but the general person is way more moral than what's taught in the Bible. And boy, does it promote a lot of slavery. Well, mm -hmm. I was shocked at that, but yeah, but yeah, that's always, the, and I think we brought this up before is like, you're an atheist. Why don't you just go kill every person you see? Because I don't want to. <laughs> that's right. I kill all the people I want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but thanks for offering. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? The fact that you think that you don't rape and murder all that you want scares the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's not what's in the book. It's the fear of damnation, theoretically is is uh, what keep, keeps him on the straight and narrow. So without a, a, the fear of a hellfire, you would yeah. go out and do whatever you wanted? For some of them, yeah. 
Again. They don't want to go to hell. Same reaction from me. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, agreed. Well, that in jail. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, but it's all about it's all about punishment. They don't do it because of the punishment, you know, whichever flavor of punishment. And I, we don't do these things because they're they're wrong. Do you do do you not do things because of the fear of punishment? I mean, other than you know, smoke pot, things, you know, <laughs> low low key things. <laughs> I, I I am not really. I can't. I don't know that I can say that I've never had a thought about doing something. And not done it because out out of fear of punishment, but generally that's not my go to. <laughs> sure, it's often my go to, but I recognize that it's wrong without having being a student of the Bible. Right. Sure, but you, do you not do the things because of the fear of of punishment from the state? Of course, yeah, it depends like, what, on the like, things. What, like shoplifting? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't shoplift because you can get caught. <laughs> you don't shop. You don't. But I don't steal no, from my first because it's wrong. Well, yeah, that too, but <laughs> just, just sort of. <laughs> well, which is it? <laughs> I don't know. Like now that I have money, I, it's obviously it's not that big of an issue anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. So, you but know, I also lack of but, money. But, and... uh, but like, I don't go when I'm at my friend's house and he has something cool. I don't go. Oh, I'm going to come back here later and steal that. So I guess that's a but, moral thing because I could do that, yeah. and there's less of a chance of me getting caught. But you know. I mean, as I, right. I got off in the moral path. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure to. either. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly what question you're asking, but yes, I would consider, I would commit considerably more crimes if we as a society didn't punish people for them. Hmm. Uh, for me, it depends on the crime. Like, I wouldn't rape yeah. anybody. <laughs> I would do every crime. I wouldn't yeah. be like, I got to indulge every crime fantasy I've ever had, but. <laughs> also, I don't count drug crimes. It's, I, victimless crimes yeah, don't count. That, that yeah. doesn't count. Well, yeah, maybe that's the way to maybe that's the way to go with it. You know, victimless crimes. I might drive as fast as the best I kind. Want. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right, I'm going to move on a little bit. Uh, this is a, in my mind, a huge story. Although I'm sure it's not getting anywhere. The final Senate report on the Russia investigation came out. Uh, hashtag Volume Five was trending on Twitter for uh, quite a while, at least. I don't know if it still is. I not on Twitter currently. A <laughs> lot of information in it. Uh, basically, uh, it, it totally confirms a lot of the suspicions that we already had about the fact that Manafort was directly speaking to, I can't remember his name, starts with a K, the Kizliak. Russian operative. or something. Kizliak? Kizliak. Yes. Um, he definitely was talking to, Manafort was definitely talking to him about uh, the election, about how to win the election. He was providing numbers to Russia about the election. They clearly were working with the Russian intelligence agency in order to get Trump elected. Yeah. I mean, there's just, it's clearly stated in this, and there, it has all the information. And it also confirms that, that that Russian operative was clearly a member of Russian intelligence. He was not just somebody with some contacts or some secondhand, he works for Russian intelligence. So, so nothing's going to come of it. Yeah, I was going to say, so now what? I don't Yush. know. Consequence free. Mm, probably. Isn't Manafort because, out of jail? Isn't he going home? Um, did he get, um, because of COVID? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely got home, sent home because of COVID. I know that. But I thought maybe mm. his sentence, I don't know. I, you know, I can't keep track of all the crimes that Bill Barr is committing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the, part of the problem is, you know, we're recording this at, at nine o'clock on Tuesday, and it was released 
you know, just about 12 hours ago. And it's a thousand pages long or 970 pages long, something insane. And it's not searchable. It's a picture of a PDF. So it's, you know, we cannot get through it all. (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, I forgot. Constantine Kalimnik is the guy I'm referring to. Uh, Didn't Trump say he was going to pardon somebody today, a big name person? He did. And today is the anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which is the one that lets um, us women folk vote. So he decided he was going to pardon Susan B. Anthony. Oh, that was it? That was it. <laughs> she would probably, you know, shove it in his face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she um, held that up like a banner. She was convicted not by a jury of her peers. She was not even convicted by a jury of all men. She was convicted by the judge who overruled the jury and didn't even let them vote and said that she was guilty and fined her $100, which she never paid and they never chased her for. <laughs> Later on, the Supreme Court overturned that type of conviction because a judge cannot do that. They, if you have a, a <laughs> jury impaneled, you can't just override and just tell them to go home. So it was completely meaningless, and it was pandering at its finest. And it was, you know, happened to be the same day that Volume Five hit the street. So mm, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be Snowden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't Snowden. I mean, I don't think that Putin likes Snowden being in Russia. Um, I think a pardon for Snowden would really have, uh, you know, made Putin happen. So I I don't know. I don't know why. But yeah, this is clearly just a pandering move. Like he's been told that the suburban housewife is who he needs to target, Mm -hmm. and that's what he's doing. Yep. In my mind, it's kind of similar to the uh, Mormons – you know, baptizing people who are already dead. <laughs> you pardon Susan B. Anthony. Oh, whatever. Don't yeah. worry. Bill Maher's doing all the reverse baptisms to, to get rid of those. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, what what else do we have about this Volume 5 thing? I I mean, I think there's going to be more that comes out over the next couple of days. There is one quote wandering around the internet um, that says that um, – uh, it's a, a two-sentence quote that says, you know, Trump is guilty, but it's taken out of context, so don't pay attention to it. It is a, a one-page rebuttal by an individual senator. So there is a whole bunch of really good stuff in there. There's a whole bunch of collusion. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's redacted. It's a big volume, and it's going to take some time to, to get through. But it doesn't change anything. I don't think – I have not heard of any giant revelations yet. Well, he's above the, everybody's above the law. What difference does it make? You have to go through this convoluted fucking process to stop right. him. And we know that's not going to work already. The, the thing that I find slightly interesting about it is that it is the Senate Intelligence Committee's report. Mm. And the, so a Republican-led committee wrote all this stuff out. They make no conclusions from it. They you know make no determinations or, or path forward. Although supposedly um, somebody did find a nugget recently that um, like – there were recommendations sent to the Department of Justice for um, arresting Don Jr. and um, the son-in-law and a couple of other people that, of course, were ignored. It was back last year sometime. The son-in-law who's in constant contact with Kanye West right now? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to convince so, Kanye to run and helping him run. <laughs> yeah. I told you guys about the um, Uncle Blazer, the Twitter handle, and mm-hmm. he, he disappeared for a while, a while and then <coughs> at Blazer Legacy – appeared and he started up the threads again and said, volume five, volume five, wait for it, it's coming. Today, his account went offline. Uh, conspiracy theory? I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. You got him. Maybe. <laughs> Possible. A couple of things uh, obviously attached to this. 
were some follow-ups by some Republicans. Marco Rubio was one of the big mm. ones who basically said, look, it, it, it says right in it that, you know, Trump is exonerated, which it does not. He's taking words out of context as well. But yep. there, there was a Republican rebuttal attached to it. But uh, but you're right. I mean, th- it's just there's so much in there. And we already know. Yeah. I mean, even McConnell knows. He just he doesn't care because they're right. getting judges in. More importantly, speaking of things making a come around about uh, or back in the news, like the, the Rush report. I'm glad to see that the PP tape is back in circulation again. <laughs> Thanks to Michael Cohen. Cohen, yeah. Oh, there was some PP tape stuff in the in the volume five as well. Oh, really? Yeah, there is a whole bunch of comments about um, the hotel where um, Trump stayed and how it was known that there were cameras there and people were watching him the whole time and it was a known place to take foreign dignitaries and ply them with hookers. So all, all that kind of stuff is in there. Then a whole bunch of redacted paragraphs. So <laughs> Who probably exactly there. redacts this document? Someone who the should write a fucking that, uh, book. <laughs> it's a combination of uh, the Senate committee and um, some White House department whose name I don't remember. So the yeah, the White House had a hand in redacting some of it, but they were limited into what they could do because somehow if they didn't come to an agreement between the Democrats and the Republican, it was going to be read verbatim on the, the Senate floor. I don't know what all the shenanigans were around that, but hmm. so they had to come up to something, a reasonable compromise of redaction. So the next thing I have is a article from the Religion Dispatches. That I don't know. It kind of it kind of enlightened me a little bit. So there's an argument about the fact that uh, the Republicans. We talk about this all the time. The fact that why are the Republicans so hell bent against gays and other minority groups? And the, the the argument made in this article is that it was an accepted worldview um, of this nation, especially the white Christian nation. That um, power in the country is set to a specific order. First God, then man, then woman, then child. White over non-white, heterosexual over LGBTQ, Christian over non-Christian. And that if you believe with your whole being that 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 power order is ordered according to God's will, giving freedom to gay people or members of other minority groups, isn't political equality. It's actually knocking you out of your power spot and taking mm-hmm. something away from you. And they see it as, as literally being theft from their order in, in the power structure. And this is a conceptual thing. This isn't something that, you know, people talk about. But generally, if you, you know, you go to a church, that is there's a fundamental God, then man, then woman, then child. Like that is a clear set thing. And that if you disturb that in any way, they see it as an attack on them and where they are in that power structure. Um, There's a quote I do from a Christian Republican. I do not love Trump. I think that Trump is good for America as a country because he's going to restore our freedom. Um, We spent eight years with our freedoms being taken away under the guise of giving freedom to all. Caucasian Mm. Americans are becoming a minority rapidly. You can can (laughs) see in that statement the idea that I'm losing because I'm no longer winning as much. Hmm. 
I thought it was an interesting article. Again, it's on Religion Dispatches if you want to take a look. That list sounds like I've heard that before somewhere. Was it in that show on Netflix about the secret society church thing? Mm. The family? Oh, the family? Yeah. I swear, I swear I've heard that before. That would be a logical place to hear it, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, it could easily have been. I don't I don't know. I definitely have heard it before, and that could have been where. It, it also, I mean, I didn't understand how truly racist parts of this country still are. I mean, I, I knew that you know people were racist, but I thought it was more of a quiet racism. It is a loud, fundamental, blatant racism that still exists in this country, and I didn't know that. Because I don't experience it, clearly. Holy shit, spend five minutes on public freakout subreddit, and you will see all the racists on camera yeah. every day. I mean, I, and you, I, mean I, I knew that there were, you know, you know, crazy subgroups, but I always thought of them as small groups. But they're really, quite a high volume of this country is fundamentally racist against everybody that's not a white heterosexual. And it probably goes back to this religious tie-in. Yeah, and... Um- there's another article I just want to mention real quick. NewRepublic.com has an article about Trump's blasphemous attacks on Biden. The fact that he said that Biden was going to you know, take your religion away with your guns. And the article basically supposes that um, this is a just a, a page out of the Republican hymn and cites where this sort of attack has been used over and over again, which, yeah. Mm. They should have a Bible off the two of them. <laughs> oh. Trivia questions <laughs> about the Bible. What's your favorite passage? <laughs> mm, I don't like to say. <laughs> All <of> personal. <laughs> uh, there's an interesting article. We talk about keeping track of all the different things that Trump has done. I have a single web page for you. It is searchable, although, man, there's so many words that appear so many times. But um, it's called McSweeney's.net. I'll put a link on the web page. It has, starting in... February 10th, 2011, it has various things that Trump has done early in his campaign, even pre-campaign, that were, well, they have an atrocity <laughs> key. It labels, it has a color coding as red for sexual misconduct, harassment, and bullying, black for white supremacy, racism, homophobia, transphobia, and xenophobia, uh, blue for public statements and tweets. Obviously, you can get multiple colors on different things. Collusion with Russia, obstruction of justice, Trump staff and administration, Trump family business dealings, policy, and environment. So you can go down and look for your color that you're interested in and see everything that has happened. There are 800... And I'm scrolling down to the bottom. There are 842 listings of horrible things that Trump has done. Wow. <laughs> just, wait, just in his presidency or throughout his whole life? Uh, starting in 2011. Jeez. Uh, either leading up to the campaign, part of the campaign, or part of his term. And wow. yeah, so it is It is fairly thorough and has links. So, for example... It talks about uh, just randomly. Trump commuted the sentence of uh, Illinois Governor Rod. I can't remember how to pronounce it's it. Never Bl- 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 Blagojevich. <laughs> That's not it, but yeah. No, that <laughs> is it. It's Blagojevich. Blagojevich. Okay. Blagojevich. Uh, who's, who was convicted on on uh, charges the same year that he appeared on the Celebrity Apprentice? 
for selling Obama's Obama celebrity. Seat. He was selling Obama's Senate seat. Yeah, right. that's what made him the celebrity. That's mm-hmm. why he got on that show. Yep. But there's a link to you can click on it and see the whole story. Then, like everything that is in that you have ever heard of and things that you haven't heard of. So there you go. One concise web page. I hit a random one. It's a tweet. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform me that I, too, have a nuclear button and it is much bigger and more powerful than than the one... (laughs) More powerful one than his and my button works. That's what I found. I I remember that one. He he said that one with arms folded like a little baby. Yeah. He did. (laughs) My button works. Uh, A few other things that's going on in the Trump administration. There's an article on the New Republic about Betsy DeVos and her vouchers, what their vouchers stuff is actually doing. Um, Again, I don't really want to get into it again. I think we've pretty much covered it on this podcast, but it's it's an interesting article if you're interested in, in you know, fairly pulled together view of what she's doing. He, Trump, has a new advisor for COVID-19, Dr. Scott Atlas. And hey, guess what? He oh. agrees with everything the president already believes or wants to hear. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Scott Atlas sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be Dr. Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> uh, Marla Maples made it back into the news. Uh, she is yeah. Trump's second wife, I believe. Yes. You are right. Uh, she has retweeted RFK Jr.'s conspiracy theories about Bill Gates and the COVID-19 vaccine. I, I, I don't know. Is she just doing it to get back in the news? Like She's on the Q sauce? Yeah, that apparently. Sounds like a, huh. That's surprising. You know, I brought that up to somebody today or the other day about QAnon, and they had no idea what I was talking about. Really? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. well. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm skeptical. <laughs> Except you have exactly one acquaintance or former acquaintance where if that were the case, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, it was not that person. It was. Uh, <laughs> ah, OK, now I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I, we were talking about a mutual friend and I was and um, they were like, and this person v- put something up on Facebook recently about mail in voting and how it's, it's going to be a horrible rampant uh, uh, voter fraud. And I was like, God damn it, dude. But I'm selling him a house. So whatever. Right. <laughs> Uh, but we were talking about a mutual friend, and uh, he's like, well, this, he's really gone off the deep end. He's really uh, a Republican now. I go, yeah, now he's into the fucking QAnon shit, too. He's way deep into that. And he looked at me, and he was like, Q what? Huh? Who? What? And I was like, you don't know about QAnon? Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> Clickety-clack, here's the roadmap. JFK Jr., secretly Q. <laughs> I, I had, not the QAnon, but the first... Part I had a uh, a long conversation with a total stranger about mail in voting tonight. It was uh, in its own way, it was magnificent. <laughs> I was I was uh, I've been running into I've been out in the community a lot lately. I will just say to try to keep my my work out of this. And there is uh, I've been visiting with a lot of people that, in my mind, to not out loud to try to be polite, they are trailer park Trumpers. They just love this guy, and I'm like, surely. So, but no, none of us ever chit chat. This guy desperately wanted to engage me, but in a, in a like a really normal, surprising way. Like, where our views were different on a hundred percent of things, but 
I would hang out with this man any day of the week. If COVID <laughs> weren't a thing, I'd be like, I'm free on Thursday. I don't have any podcasts. Let's get some wings and some beers and hang out. And you can tell me more things. And <laughs> we talked about mail-in voting and he was like, well, you know, it's just, it's, there's too much fraud. There's no way of knowing it's legitimate. I said, I, I don't know that that's true. And he said, well, uh, here's an article from CNN about some, uh, mail-in voting fraud in, uh, New Jersey. I said, okay, I do see that. And this does seem like it happened. Well, since this article is printed, you can see that one, they got caught, and two, I don't think it's as rampant as you're suggesting. <laughs> and uh, he was like, no, it was happening even back in, in, in 2016. And I was like, so are you saying that Hillary Clinton should have won the election? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, no, it's always the Democrats. I was like, do you not know who won the election in 2016? No, they're still fighting against Hillary. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he believed Hillary was. <laughs> and he was like, it was like, yeah, well, but they just found like, like a truckload of just votes. And I was like, that were not counted or were fraudulent or just discarded on purpose. Like they had no idea what the results were in the envelope, and they just just on a whim threw them all out in hopes that it would benefit them. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure where you're going with this. And, uh, you know, we went around a couple times and, and we didn't make a ton of headway. Um, other than I was able to explain to him that both, both Trump and Hunter Biden were involved in, uh, situations with the Ukraine, not the UK. <laughs> oh boy. So, so, so he, he got to move forward on that and that was cool. And, um, uh, you know, we eventually I had brought up some uh, some some points that Jared had made to me, like to, to try to like boil it down for people. And uh, and, and, and you know, we, we I don't know, somehow we still got along because we didn't make a lot of headway. But I was in the end, he was like, you know, he was he was on board for the idea that everyone is a bad choice. I <laughs> couldn't quite convince him that Trump was the horrible choice but because he was like well you know they tried to accuse him of that ukraine stuff and uh it was actually hunter biden and i was like just so you know and i didn't want to take it any further because i really had to get on with my day but i was like even if hunter biden is 100 percent guilty that doesn't make trump any less guilty trump admitted his guilt multiple times there's mountains of evidence that confirm what he did so you know I was like, just understand this. If if you have no other takeaways from this, understand this. If you thought for a minute that Trump woke up one day in his gold-plated penthouse in New York City and looked mm -hmm. at his supermodel wife in the middle of the night and said, oh my God, I've got to save the middle class. <laughs> you are crazy. I was like, Trump hates me. Trump hates you. Trump hates your roommate. Trump hates the third guy that's hanging out with us. And I was like, and you know what the th thing is? Biden hates the four of us, too. They could care less about us. And, like, all they want to do is keep me going, er, I'm a Democrat. Er, you're a Republican. And yelling at each other so that we don't notice that they are robbing us blind and keeping us poor for generations to come. And his third mysterious other friend was like, dude, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks. First thing he said all night was, fuck yeah. <laughs> you're right man it is that and i was like okay i gotta get i gotta get back to it but man that was the highlight of my day oh i'm sorry no it's 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 fucking a right oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been a little bit better but what yeah. is hilarious ian is that i had an extremely 
this similar situation happened to me recently. (laughs) (laughs) And my life may be on the line because of this. Oh, no. So there is one crazy person who likes to roam around Milford, (laughs) skittering behind dumpsters and climbing up trees and drinking half-drunk beers that he finds on the road. Uh, Is this a Democratic nominee? (laughs) Bill Hall? Yes. I figured. I once gave him a controller. Yes. As you recall. I remember that. That was very kind of you. He was really appreciative. He mentioned to me that he had an Xbox, but he didn't have any controllers for it. And at the top of my head, I I said, I think I might have an extra one around my house. And then days late, I threw it in my car. And, of course, I went to the bar. Bill came around. And I said, Bill, I got something for you. I gave him the controller. And he was like, oh, my God. He was so happy. And I imagined that he went home and crossed my name off of a list (laughs) that he had. (laughs) Well, I might be back on that list. Uh Ah, crap. So, a few days ago, I'm outside having a cigarette. And old Bill comes wandering down his favorite alley. And that happens to be the one that I smoke my cigarette out back of. And just out of nowhere, he goes, hey, Jared, did you know? And by the way, this is not going to make any fucking sense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Under Jim Crow law, we oh, can no. we can deem the Democrats treasonous against the United States. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like, we got to unpack everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, I go, I go under Jim Crow law. <laughs> right? He's like, yeah. They're, they're uh, enemies of the state. We, we can deem them treasonous. And I go, what, for for instituting Jim Crow laws or for slate? I'm like, I go, they're probably all dead. And he goes, no, 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 you're not getting it. We can make all the Democrats treasonous. And I'm like, oh, Bill thinks I'm on his side, right? That's Ooh. the other thing I'm running into a lot is that people just assuming that everybody is thinking the same way that – it's only with Trump supporters. I feel like liberals are a little more cautious. They're like – where do you lie? Like with a cocked eyebrow. Whereas Trump supporters are just like, we all think this, right? Because we're white. You're a white dude. Aren't you on that side? <laughs> so just for shits and giggles, I was like, so you're a Trump supporter, huh? And he's like, oh, he's the greatest president ever. Greatest president ever. And, I, and, I, and I'm like, should I take this any further? I take a slow drag of my cigarette. And I go, Bill, I go, you really think Donald Trump gives a shit about you? Right? And he's like, well, no. But... He goes, do you think Biden cares about you? And I go, I don't know. Probably more than Donald Trump cares about you. <laughs> right? And no. it started getting escalated more, escalating more. And he's like, so what are you, some kind of fucking communist socialist? And I could see him getting angrier and angrier on his face. And um, I was like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, I got to get out of this real quick. So I start playing dumb. And I was like, oh, well, you've really opened my eyes to some things, Bill. I'm like, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah. What the fuck, man? What do you want, Jared? You want chaos? And I'm, I'm like, well, no, no, Bill. No, I don't want chaos. <laughs> like, don't erase my name off that list. <laughs> I should have brought the controller. Remember I gave you the controller, man? I'll, I'm going to have to bring that trump card out when he's got a gun to my head. <laughs> right. Right. Think about the controller. <laughs> So oh. I, I did not have as reason, but again, I was talking with a crazy person, so I, I don't know if right. that really equates. But right, there was there's definitely some underlying mental health issues there, and mm-hmm. that's fine. I just and again, you you were you know hoping to to make headway in a direction that I wasn't that interested in. I knew that someone who thought that there was a Biden scandal in the UK, <laughs> I knew that I wasn't going to get that far, so I was willing to completely you know, sacrifice my side of the, the the whole thing and be like, yes, you are correct. My side of this coin, garbage. 
but understand <laughs> your side of this coin also garbage. <laughs> now, I, actually, I wanted to ask you real quickly in the story. When he did, does he think, or this, does this person think that the crimes that Trump was accused of turned out to have been committed by Hunter Biden? No. Okay, okay, because nope. I he thought managed, when you said, yeah, I thought. <laughs> uh-uh. Nope, he managed to cobble together the word barisma. <laughs> so I understood where he was going. And okay, I said, because okay. I did ask him, I said, what about it? He said, well, I think he was using federal funds. And I said, uh, he's a private citizen. I don't think he has access to those. And he said, well, no, his dad flew him over to the Ukraine on, on Air Force Two. And I said, I think they have pretty extensive and accurate records of, of that. And they probably would have come to the surface by now if that were the case. And and then I, I you know, I don't want to delve into like, is is if he's flying over there, is that illegal? I don't know. I So I didn't, I just, you know, I was ready to move on. Move on to getting screamed at by different strangers. <laughs> Speaking of that, I got another thing that's been grinding my fucking gears this week. I'm sorry, Ray, <laughs> if you had more stuff to talk about. <laughs> Have you guys been seeing the, uh, and this is kind of in the same vein what we were just talking about, the pictures of the little five-year-old white kid who got shot in the head by a black man? Yes. No. He's got oh, a absolutely. very millennial, my parents are millennials, name me, bookcase kind of name. Like, his name's like Hinton, whatever. Anyway. I think it's his last name, but yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. There was a child. He was out playing in his backyard with his two sisters. Neighbor, some black guy comes over, puts a gun to his head, kills him at point blank range in front of his sisters, and goes back into his house. Wow. Yeah. Execution style. Yeah. Candy. That's pretty horrible. Yeah. There you go. So, he shot the kid. He was arrested. He's going to jail. That's all okay. Yes. White lives matter. Where is the outrage for Cannon? He was arrested and is going to jail. They, I, I get that, Karen. This is why it's maddening. <laughs> right. They have George Floyd's face. Oh, he had a funeral and people went and people spoke at it and went on for three days. What about Cannon? I'm like, I don't know. Did the guy shoot him? Did he get off? Did he, was there a system that said the, the man who came out of the house was uh, righteous in what he did and he just shouldn't right. be prosecuted? Did, did a group del- of black people start a GoFundMe and hold this guy up as a hero? Yeah, is he speaking at the Republican National Convention? <laughs> like, right. what is the... How dumb do you have to be to equate these two fucking things? Um, how really, racist and, do you and, have to and, be? And, well, that, again, that's what they need. Any angle. Mm. It was... And again, this is this is cherry-picking headlines. So again, this is what you will see tied in with it, is that... When this crime is reported, because the aggressor was black and the victim was white, race will not be mentioned anywhere in the article if they can avoid it. And I was like, are you sure that's accurate? I'm pretty (laughs) sure. I mean, from the pictures, it's obvious to me, but I do see that it's not in the headline, but I don't know that that is intentional. I don't know that it's not intentional because, you know, I don't know lots of things. Yeah, and I don't understand uh, what they want. They, they say, I don't. Where's the outrage? Either. I go. Are we gonna defund black people? <laughs> is that what you want to do? Is there a, well, yeah. is there some kind of systematic racism in black people that they go and shoot young five year old white kids? Like, I, first of all, I imagine this happens every day. I don't know why this guy, this kid, got picked. Like, people die every day for murder, right? Sure. I mean, it, it's not every day that you know. I n- hope this doesn't happen evil, every day. This is horrible. Yeah, evil mm. slash crazy neighbor kills child point-blank range, that's pretty horrific. I mean, but it is horrific. We have acknowledged that it's horrific. 
person was arrested, timely, I'm assuming, and is being tried in court. So yeah, I think what they want is for black people to apologize <laughs> to white people for their happening. That's what they want. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, well, no, they, they want to rob energy and legitimacy mm. from the Black Lives Matter movement. That's why when you see this on Twitter, you will see hashtag say his name. <laughs> right. So that takes it away from the Breonna Taylor. Right, and I but, understand how that because these two so, things are equivalent somehow. Right, but I not. but I understand how that like someone who's like, oh, here's the thing, let's get this started. But like, I don't understand how the dumbass. Well, there we go. Hit, it, hit me up, Jeff. Right <laughs> you now. did it, Jared. You I got there fucking, on your own. I fucking walked right into it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Grabbed my own oh. leash and led myself right to the water. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Today's a good day. Yeah. All right. For, for anybody who doesn't know, we're talking about the. People are stupid, Jared. Hit me yeah. up anyway, Jeff. Give me a good dose. Bang. Smack <laughs> it right on me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your tattoo. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just... Oh, it's so disgusting yeah. to mm. see that. To just to... You know, justice for Canada. I'm like, Justice, the guy's in jail. Yeah. yeah. Like, I imagine he's going to get put away. If he gets let loose, hey, yeah. Justice. I'm on your yeah. side. <laughs> Let's, like, yeah. Something wrong with that. Yeah. Wow. But if this were to happen, you know, once a week, every week of the year, and every single one of them gets out of jail, never goes to jail, never sees the inside of a jail cell, maybe, mm. yeah, maybe you would be angry too. Yeah. Yeah. Where all black people are getting off for every crime that's yeah. committed. And I guess this must be a real one, because I do see a photo meme type this of every week with a new white pretty face and some mugshot of a black dude it's not an article it's no, there's never an article linked to it but what about Susie whiteheart she got killed and there's no outrage over that and then i never hear anything about it but this one must be real because i actually looked it up and saw that there were actual articles about it hmm. but yeah That's you're right a- in the in the in the effort to suck any fucking air out of the room mm. on this they're just constantly looking but they can't how do you not smart enough just find a cop that kills a white dude it's easy. It happens every day. <laughs> but then cops are still bad. Are you saying that? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. We need, what do we need? We need a black guy who kills a cop and gets off. There you go. That's what you need. That's an, and we, we fucking know that's never going to happen. <laughs> Times 100. Yeah. <laughs> Times 5,000. I'm just saying to have an argument. Sure. So we are going a little long. I'm going to hit some of these COVID uh, things real quick because I, I think they're interesting. They're worth reporting on. Um, American Journal of Tropical Medicine and Hygienic. That's a, that's a magazine. Uh, traced 6,000 hospitalizations and at least 800 deaths to medical misinformation about COVID-19. Wow. I'm actually surprised those numbers aren't higher, especially the hospitalizations. But, I mean, if you were to, to think about the number of cases, it's probably, you know, in the tens of thousands related to – and this is specifically people who did things because of of things that they read that was misinformation about the, the virus. Speaking of misinformation, I have seen a ton of misinformation about Sweden recently. So I thought I'd include a few articles about Sweden. Uh, there was an article from the Israel National News. I, I don't remember who it is. Some health official in Israel was talking, a professor was talking about how Sweden 
should be the example of how we <laughs> should have approached the virus. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> he said that everything that you read about how Sweden approached it wrong is, is misinformation. That's wrong. Uh, so right. <laughs> the way Sweden approached it is the way we've approached it, and it's a nightmare here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it, they actually were a little bit better than us, even though they did the, well, we're just not going to do much, but we're going to tell people, you know, they still did social distancing and mask wearing, but they didn't enforce it. They didn't shut anything down. Right. Um, the people just knew that science was real and went out and bought a few masks. But there's an article on WebMD and there's another article on CDC talking about, well, the CDC has uh, a, a warning saying avoid Sweden. The the virus is rampant there. Uh, you you should not go there. Now we're not allowed to go there anyway because it's also really bad in, in the U.S. But um, we're banned from going there. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if they're part of the economic they part of the European Union. I'm not sure they are. I guess I'm not sure. But, but yeah, uh, they might have banned us anyway. But in any case, but the the idea that uh, well we'll just let our people become immune we'll get up to herd immunity and we'll be okay well clearly we have learned that that isn't going to work in any case because you're after you have it your only your immune system was only good for about three months on average so yeah, yeah that that's that's not going to do it so a lot of misinformation about sweden and the fact that whether or not they did it right one it would have been way worse if the u.s would have done it that way because nobody would have gone out and bought masks like they, it would have been just way worse than it is. Yeah. In any case, few yeah, articles. Also, give them a yeah, have, haven't we proven that this doesn't work? Isn't like almost every school that where their kids are going around getting shut down again? Like uh -huh. I keep hearing about like a school oh, opening yeah, nope, and then was, it shuts down two weeks later. That's coming though for regular schools. That's coming. And I, I was going to add this maybe at the end, but um, yeah, because we discussed it last week, I believe, on the show. Uh, but this week. University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill exposed to us that it was exactly what we talked about. They opened in class, you know, full in class participation in school. One week later, when those tuition <laughs> checks cleared, shut it all down, doing it online. Yep, yep. And that they will had happen at almost every college around the country. They only want your tuition money. That is it. They have no care for your health until that check clears then they will be happy to send you home. I think that's a bit of an overstatement, but not totally inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Ian... And yes. Ian, my sophomore year of college is, like, memorable. You're going to take that memory away of my sophomore year? No. Uh, <laughs> we're not. I mean... The virus no. might. Yeah. yeah. I won't personally. And it's not like I can come back next year and just have another... Have that sophomore year then, right? <laughs> I mean, it's one and done. I only get one... So I want the memories... <laughs> hey, out of, yeah. out of the out of the three or four of us here, who here can clearly, I mean, crystal clearly remember their graduation from high school? Oh no! Does it, does it go down in the annuals of one of your all time best memories? No, definitely right. not. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say I I could give you an outline. <laughs> I, re it was I remember warm. leading up to Bryce Jordan Center. <laughs> a lot of sitting. Okay. I can remember leading up to the graduation ceremony, but then a couple of us uh, smoked some weed beforehand, so I don't <laughs> really remember too much after that. We were at the University of West Westchester University. I remember because there are pictures. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm with Ray. I remember the important things. Like, I spent a lot of time leading up to it trying to figure out how, you know, 
exactly how naked I could be under my robe and how much <laughs> flashing I could get away with and finding out it wasn't nearly that much. So I just ended up like stuffing my pants with a Nerf javelin and it was ridiculous. But, you know, that's the point is you're right. It's it's not something that it's not a the the occurrence is a landmark, but the memory is not something that you can live. Not, you know, not, you can live happily without it. Not a milestone but, memory, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Well, it's not. It, it's yeah. Unfortunately, what it really is about is partying and hooking up and getting plastered. Yeah, and I got to be honest, I barely remember what happened afterwards because I was so fucking <laughs> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> They're missing out on the years of of it. It's you know when you get away from your parents. Yeah. If you were you know. 19, 20 years old, would you want to stay home and do college or go away and, you know, party? But again, that is not the fault of any university or school system. That is right. the, because of the pandemic. There's a virus out there that is looking to destroy all the cells in your body so that it can replicate itself. I think you're underestimating the urge to hook up. I don't see how. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting yeah. put the blame where it needs to be. You can't blame the, uni sure. the university. It, it, you're it's, right. It's a it false... is all Trump's fault. Yeah. It's... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as viruses are concerned, Ray is not wrong. As far mm. as Karen's concerned, you may indeed be grossly underestimating our fascination <laughs> with our own genitals, Ray. It's intense. <laughs> oh, my God. If I was 18 to 22 when this pandemic was going on, mm. I would be going that shit crazy. Yeah. And trying to figure out some concocted way to get laid. Mm. Um, I mean, I got my own problems because of COVID. I can't see my girlfriend. Go ahead, Grinch. Hit me up. <laughs> hit, me, hit, hit me with an internet Wake girlfriend. Up, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Grinch had to drop off, so you're not getting. Oh, uh, this is a tragedy. <laughs> but but I'm 45 now, so I can keep. So I, I'm not. Me and my girlfriend are not concocting odd ways that we can get together and have sex. We're both being reasonable about it mm. and saying. We're going to have to wait this out. And it fucking sucks, but we're adults. Right. If we were both 22, I have no doubt I'd be banging her in a Tennessee fucking hotel room somewhere. <laughs> Drive to the middle. Yeah, with Matt. I don't know. We might have plastic divider. I don't know what we do, but. <laughs> While we're on the virus, I'm going to hit a few of these things. Uh, we talked about India propagating placebos and pseudoscience. And, uh, hey, five members of Modi's cabinet have tested positive for COVID-19. Mm. Yeah, didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> we, we talked about all the scams going on with COVID-19. One of them was found by uh, our intelligence agencies. It was a website purchased in the U.S. to propagate the selling of PPE equipment sponsored by ISIS. <laughs> the Islamic State had a fake website to sell you hundreds of thousands of masks and gowns and other PPE equipment, all to fund the terrorist organization that Trump says doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Did they also poke little pinholes in all the masks? <laughs> Supposedly, <laughs> it, was, it was un... Uh, it, well, it said it was FDA-approved equipment, and it was definitely not, and it was not even, you know, good equipment. So, it was mm. nothing but dirty neck gaiters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and another article says that Americans, this is on CNBC.com, Americans have been conned out of at least $100 million in COVID-19 scams. Well, listen, and that leads into that fucking thing with the MyPillow guy. That I posted mm. up earlier. 
this is a scam that's on CNN. Yeah. This guy is touting a fucking supplement. Yeah. That will cure COVID or, or make it go away or something like that. And he's on the fucking board for the drug. That's not even a drug. It's a fucking vitamin. Well, it's, not, it's not even a vitamin. It's oleander, which is poison. Oh, my God. Is that why it's called that name? Yes. Oh, my God. It's worse yeah, we, than I thought. Sanjay Gupta on uh, CNN was <laughs> clearly stating, and you know, how the whole hydroxychloroquine, they were like, you know, we don't know. We're not really sure. We, you shouldn't take it if you don't know. On this, he was like, this is poison. May kill you. Please do not take this. <laughs> yeah. And the shit that was coming out of this dude's mouth, mm-hmm. and again, leads me down that route that religious people are all full of shit, most of them. Because no person who claims that they love God and Jesus, and he's like, oh my God, I got a drug that's not going to work, and it might poison people, but I'm on the board, so I'm going to push it. And he's making up fake reports and fake tests, and and I'll give credit to Anderson Cooper, he's like, you are full of shit. Yeah, he basically you said are it. snake oil salesman. He's like, he's him. like, he goes, yeah. He's like, you're telling me there's a report and you don't remember anything about the testing report. Who did it? What the results were? And he's like, oh no, no, no. Listen, I met the president and I determined he's the greatest person in the world. I don't know how Trump fits into this, right? <laughs> and he's like, and then I'm trying to do good for the people. I only care about the people. He's like, you're on the fucking board. He goes, how do you not see this as a conflict of interest? And he's like, I'm doing good things. And then he goes, what proof do you have? Like what? empirical science and he goes my respect as a businessman or my reputation and then anderson's like hold on a second <laughs> your res- your businessman reputation the better business bureau has rated you an f over that fucking my pillow shit <laughs> because you've made claims that it cures arthritis cancer fucking diabetes uh you know all kinds of shit and running all these scams that guy is full of horse shit and yet he was the one who told us we all needed to pray, if you recall. Yep. And that mm-hmm. we need that we need to get back to the Bible, and that's the problem with this country. And he's a Trump supporter. He must go to the same school as Mike Pence of <laughs> like Well, well I, I think Anderson Cooper called it explicitly. He's a snake oil salesman. He is using fancy words and people's faith to sell them something to line his own pockets. Yeah, it unfortunately might this guy care. yeah, unfortunately this guy has the president of the United States ear. Yeah, well, and, and he's I, an idiot. Yeah, who I probably any day now will be pushing this fucking supplement. Yep. Well, the uh, pillow man will give him a, you know, he'll give him a cut. Then he'll sell it because he is also a snake oil salesman, it, it turns out. Yeah, they like to feed crappy, off each other. And mm. a crappy businessman. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, a shitty one. He's made millions. And for the record, the my pillow fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Having peer tested it myself. Matter of fact, I think it gave me neck problems. <laughs> Uh, last couple of things I have. Hey, this is actually a good thing. There's an atheist, Kelda Royce, former Wisconsin state representative. She just won the primary for the state Senate and will likely be elected. So, uh, yeah, atheist senator, Kelda Royce. That would be nice. Wow. Hmm. That would be nice. Don't see that too often. No, she must be out of Madison. And the last story I have, sorry, climate change. Um <laughs> The uh, headline is Murder Hornet, Stand Aside, Meet Fire Tornadoes. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, We are having record temperatures across the uh, Southwest. Uh, I saw one that said 131 degrees. Uh, Supposedly, uh, Death Valley soared to uh, 130 degrees, potentially the highest temperature reliably measured on the planet. 
Um, this is uh, the lightning. St- it's causing a whole bunch of lightning storms, which are causing fires and tornadoes. And there are pictures of uh, these wildfires getting picked up by twisters, by tornadoes, and propagating very fast across the, across the plains. So, uh, yeah, fire tornadoes. That's not something you hear about every day. No. At least it looks like it would be something fun to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all going to die, so, you know, film that shit, because I want to see it. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's no question in my mind that this is part of global warming. Um, increased storms in, in various ways, increased temperatures, yeah. Uh, Phoenix hit 117 degrees on Friday. Oakland hit 100 degrees on Saturday for the first time uh, on record during August. Uh, Needles in California's southeastern desert hit 123 degrees. Sacramento, 112 degrees. These are, uh, yeah, amazingly high temperatures. Yeah. I was told yesterday that Death Valley recorded the highest temperature in recorded history. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 130? Yeah. Yeah, 132 maybe? Somewhere in there. Insane. So, uh, yeah, that's what we'll leave you with. A positive note. Don't worry about Trump. We're all going to die anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to counter your atheist Keldebroys in Wisconsin, I'm going to bring up um, far-right candidate Laura Loomer. Mm. (laughs) Won her GOP primary for the district that covers Mar-a-Lago. If she sounds familiar, she's the one that called Representative Elon Omar anti-Jewish. Um, she also didn't she, she did something else. She oh she rushed the stage in Central Park during Julius Caesar shouting stop the normalization of political violence against the right. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's not a QAnon believer. <laughs> I didn't, uh, Just wait. <laughs> presumably. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel any better, Ilan Omar uh, overwhelmingly won hers. Yes, she did. And uh, mm. Rashida Tlaib and I think all of the squad. Squad. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. We're still going to lose, though. <laughs> well, and to that point, I wanted to talk a little bit. Of, I mean, we're running long on time. But um, so we talked, I think, last week about how in Pennsylvania we can mail in vote. But that one option is to just drop off your vote at a drop box. The president tweeted, some states use drop boxes for the collection of universal mail in ballots. So who is going to, in quotes, collect the ballots? And what might be done to them prior to tabulation? A rigged election? So bad for our country. Only absentee ballots acceptable. Which are the same fucking thing! (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So he's already countering the, the accommodations that we're making to work around him. You know, I'm still not understanding what they're reasoning for this. Like, Well, it doesn't make sense. It's going to hurt Republicans easily as much as it does the Democrats. Right, doesn't but matter. Like, how None you, of that matters. What is the fraud? Like, what is the fraud in this? Like, am I gonna? I can't doesn't vote matter. twice, right? I mean, like, once my vote's counted, and they, if they got another ballot right. with my name on it, they'd be like, "You voted already." Also, go arrest him. No, he's just he's just priming the pump for when he loses. He can say, "Well, they they um, mail in voted there, so that's that you can't count that, and they mail in voted there, so you can't count that." So they don't so have any. I win. So there's no hard reason. There's no hard like no. theory theory as to. I mean, I know there's the one about the teenagers grabbing all the ballots and voting for all the progressives. <laughs> no, it, this is all for after he loses, so he can challenge it in court. Oh, I know the re- oh, I know the reasoning. I'm just trying to figure right. out if they had any kind of. He like, doesn't need to challenge it in court. He just needs to have an excuse. Decline. Yeah, he can't. He couldn't. Have, he didn't legitimately lose. Mm. Like 
I again, I'm, I I I still feel less worried about that. The this again, I think it's a bridge too far, and I think when he publicly talks about running for a third term, <laughs> there should be some sort of consequence. But that's not where my my hopes my fears lie. I I am I am far more fearful of you the know populace. <laughs> well that that and, and what Jared has to say. I I'm not fully predicting a Super Bowl forty nine yet. I I don't want to be. The, the Seahawks on the one yard line and all they have to do is run it in. So they decide to throw it <laughs> and the Patriots just scoop it up and win the game. Yeah. I mean, do not underestimate Biden's ability to fuck something up. Mm. It's he's got it in spades. But what I really think, you know, all this all this uh, trying to corrupt the mail in voting is, you know, if he can just yeah, you might be right, because he could always just say it, even if it's not even if there are no illegitimate results, he could just say there are right. There were illegitimate results. That's why I lost. I didn't really lose. Yeah, right. remember he claimed three million illegals voted, and that's why she uh, Hillary got the popular yep. vote. She yep. rigged rigged this whole <laughs> election so she could just barely lose. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, she rigged it, just not she didn't rig it enough. No, <laughs> and we got lucky. Hmm. No, it's all just a setup. I know. I mean, yeah, I um, really feel like I am back in 2016 again. It's Everything close. is coming out. It's birtherism. It's rigged election. <laughs> It's raving well, lunatic, and I got people on my side going, this is horrible, I might not vote, this is the worst thing ever, and I'm just like, right, right this is exactly that's, like it. Yeah, exactly, that's that's it. That's where the real threat lies, is that Democrats are cynical and apathetic and lazy. Mm. And they're just tired. They're so tired after these last three and a half going on four years now. I just- I, and personally feel exhausted it's not going to stop me but again after again <laughs> what i feel like i know it's not really any sort of science or <laughs> political things but after jared and i exposed the myth the fraud of the undecided <laughs> voter it's all about energizing your base and democrats have no energy that's why the right is so good i mean they just they're all it's so easy to fire them up yeah mm. and they get into lockstep fucking quick Oh, my goodness, nothing shakes them. All you have to do is just get on that mic and be like, I don't know, abortion, Second Amendment? You got my vote. Let's do this. Yeah! <laughs> and that's never going to happen. And, we, and, and with us, side. we go, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I found a tweet of yours from 2007 where you <laughs> said, blank, 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 you're out. Yeah. yeah. You're imperfect, therefore unacceptable. And again, our, the, our arguments will be discounted as this is the reason why we're never going to gain any steam you know, in the progressive movement, and you're part of the problem. They're going to say we're part of the problem. My, my, my own girlfriend may break up with me over these comments, because <laughs> we do not agree on this. Uh. So if you're listening to this and think, well, that's not true, or, you know, we can still win, then, yeah, get out and vote. It's yeah. highly listen important. Mm. And also listen to Jared. Lower your standards, people. You're not getting younger and more attractive. <laughs> Just settle for something okay. For now, or else for you this end up with one. something significantly worse. For this yeah. one, for this one, please. I mean, I hardly consider myself a Democrat, but God damn, for this one, can you just take a hit for the team, please? Like, we're gonna get to where you want. I want to get there with you, but if Trump gets in, it's never gonna happen. I, that's what. Yeah. It, I guess this way I need to explain it to these people is that I feel like we have a better chance of getting to where we are with Kamala and Joe. 
It may not be, you know, in four years. It may not be in ten fucking years. But I feel like if if Trump wins again, it's never going to happen. Right. We're never going to get there. Yeah. I was going to say, these three and a half years has set us back at least 20. So four more years, I I think it might you know, be beyond irreparable damage. Right. We'll be back in the 1950s. Segregated lunch counters. Then. Right. <laughs> well, no, 1940s. It just depends on where you live. Sure. All right. That's all we got. That's all I think. I think I'm wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, it is. Uh, but uh, Jeff made a good point. Think of the Supreme Court. Mm. Right. Yeah. Ginsburg can't last another four years. She can't do it. Just don't ask her to. It's unfair. <laughs> we can't. Seven to two is demoralizing enough. I can't handle any eight to ones right now. <laughs> mm. All right. I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast and for those of you who could join us tonight. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, you could uh, you could join them. Sign up on our Patreon page and listen to us live. Uh, or if you can't do that, share the podcast on social media or leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you happen to listen. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, facebook.com slash profaneorg or tweet at profane arg also uh stop by and check out other podcasts on the soon to be named network soon to be named network.com several podcasts for your listening pleasure again thanks for listening and until next time i'm ray i'm karen i'm jared this is ian thank you good night and may your god go with you <laughs>